Hello, everyone. If you hear static at some points throughout this episode, it is not your audio system breaking. It is ours. All right. Uh, I promise this won't be a problem next episode. All right. Enjoy the episode. Metronome off. I would, <laughs> I would hope. Metronome. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's funny is uh, the way I roped you into this podcast, you were like, you're like, as long as I don't have to edit it. I've been yeah. tricked into that before. Yeah. And you definitely did like most of the editing last episode. Okay. Well, my, I was talking specifically about like audio editing. Oh, okay. I'm chill with yeah. like video editing. So like, that's so funny because I'm staunchly the opposite. Yeah. Despite me doing video editing for like work. But I mean, fucked up if true. Fucked up if true. How are you doing? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's start that out. First of all, welcome. Uh, do you want to intro? You can. I mean, it's, it's, you intro the last way. two. So, okay. Um, welcome back to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're going to intro the third one as well. All right. Yeah. All right, I mean, sure. welcome back to this ain't a scene. It's a podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Dawson. And, would you be shocked if I told you that there was someone else in the room with me? I'm two of your hosts, Carson. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. No, I wouldn't be shocked because because I am with you. Holy crap. That's crazy. Um, um, we should probably do a little uh, housekeeping because we recorded the first two episodes before I was gone for 38 days. Yeah. And now I'm home um, from tour. Mm-hmm. That's the magic of releasing of of backlogging episodes. Folks. You guys had no fucking. You guys had idea. no fucking. I your simple little brains couldn't even handle that shit. <laughs> um, Never mind the fact that we mentioned the tour on those two episodes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. But you know, and, and it was funny because like episode two came out like a few days before we were done with the tour. Yeah. And uh, actually, it may have. Episode one, had, episode one had come out. We had like a week left, I think. Something like that. So there's the possibility that someone came out to one or two shows because of the show. Which is kind of funny. It's pretty good. I mean, I will say I got a lot of people coming up to the merch table. A couple shows that were just like, love the show, by the way. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, thank you. And they're like, no, 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 no. This ain't a, the other a podcast. One. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Let's go. That's insane. Honestly, so off of two episodes, yeah, off two episodes. I've, I mean, some incentive to keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, this big ass wheel—it's not getting any smaller. No. In fact, in a few weeks, it gets bigger. Which because is because we have to add the new Fallout Boy record to it. All so. of our progress undone in one fell swoop by four yeah. funny guys. Uh, I mean, five episodes will be out by then. So five steps forward, uh, 13 back. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> cool stuff. Cool stuff. Um, I, I, I should ask you because you, we, we played the Kentucky show together. True. Um, and it was, it was great. Yes. Sold out. Absolutely. Uh, very cool. Very, very cool, cool stuff. Um, nobody wanted to get close to the stage because no. <laughs> there was so much moshing for the first for the first band that I think everyone got really scared of I got a being near scared. the stage. I won't lie. I've been to I've been to a fair few Dowboy shows and every time I'm like fucking front and center. But like this show, everyone went so hard for Surfaced, the first band. Yeah. That like 
I was like, I'm not trying to get involved in all that. I'm going right. to be honest. And then No Cure, the other mosh band, played right before us. Yeah. And that was an intense pit. Some guy did get very hurt in that pit. Oh, my Stood God. right back up, though. Um, and Mike grabbed during our set. So I was like, all right, this is fine. <laughs> this guy's good. Um, so uh, very fun show, True. in my opinion. I agree. It was... Um I was talking to Chris, um, uh, our friend. Chris Jeffer? Chris Jeffer. What? I hardly know her. Um, mix the Dow Boys. Oh, fuck. She's Jeffing me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Chris Mix the Dow Boys on, on this tour and also the next one. Yes. Um, very pog champ. Shout out, Chris. But um, I was future talking to guest? future guests on the pod. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. I, do they listen to fallout boy like this no not really okay maybe well, if we do like an origami angel episode they they'll hop on that right yeah like nobody's business sure yeah but i was talking to chris afterwards because like um i feel like our performance was went good oh yeah it's you were hard, great. It, thank you it's hard not to uh gauge your performance by the crowd reaction and because we're an emo band playing to a bunch of hardcore kids uh-huh. And a lot of people were really moving. Um, so right, I was talking yeah. to Chris about it, and Chris was like, yeah, I mean, honestly, you guys did really good because the simple fact that these hardcore kids did not boo you yeah. was, like, monumental. And I was like, you know? I think that's... That's th- a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think in this day and age, that doesn't happen as much as it used to. Yeah. Um, Dowboy still gets it sometimes. That's crazy. Uh, Dowboy still gets it when we're like opening for like a big radio band or something like that. Like we got it on the Avatar tour quite a bit. Damn. But I mean, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, there's a live video of me being heckled uh, somewhere that you could probably find from like 2018. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I honestly think that like you, uh, you guys did so, so good. Sounded so good. Um, everything that was not tight about the first time I had seen you was insanely tight this time. Uh, the transitions were just super smooth. Um, Jack, uh, Jack's voice was incredible. Jack's he's, voice was so, so good. He's so pog champ. I love Jack. Future Jack, guest of yeah. the pod. Yeah. Future <laughs> guest of the pod. Jack. Um, you guys, you guys were really, really, really good. And it was, it was awesome. Um, and, uh, I think a lot of people were there for not either of our bands, but that yeah. is okay. That is okay. <laughs> we had a really good time. Um, and then you guys played Charlotte the next day, right? Yes. How was that drive? How was Kentucky to Charlotte? It was a seven hour drive. Um, fuck. Yeah. So like, I mean, one hour less than Atlanta to Louisville. Sure. Um, yeah. So like marginal difference. Mm-hmm. Um, Chance and I split the uh, the drive. That's the other thing. Um, Bomber Hill's first tour ever. Very small mini tour. Two out of state shows. Sure. Um, we had two replacements. Uh, yeah. Because our drummer Rui, uh, shout out Rui, future guest of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's in California right now. Um, his family like booked a whole vacation or whatever and he couldn't get out of it um because Uh, like all the tickets were already paid for for the plane and everything yeah um 
And that then, doesn't suck, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't suck on one hand, but it sucks on the other hand that we didn't have him on this tour. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, and then our lead guitarist, lead guitarist Tiernan, just like kind of had to drop last second for personal reasons. For sure. And for then sure. so we, we got Thomas of Strumbrush fame. Strumbrush is really fucking good. By great the way. band. Great yeah. band. Um, and Chance of All I Hear Is Birds, uh, Stained Glass Spit, and um, Very Secret Funny Band that I'm also in, Fame. Very Secret Funny Band, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, Thomas learned everything in like two weeks and Chance wow. in like three days. Yeah, I mean, that's unsurprising for Chance, yeah, for sure. Cause I don't know is, Thomas as well. but Chance is cracked out of his mind, and Thomas is also cracked out of his mind so like we were honestly really lucky to have both of them um and they're also just fantastic dudes uh but that was um that was something that jack and i were both very nervous about because our first tour ever and then we have two replacements which we know that they're going to do good but like sure you just never know how it's going to work in an actual life no you don't you never do um it was funny to have um people come up to chance and thomas and and be like yeah if bummer hill ever comes back to to charlotte or, or to louisville just just hit us up um and they're, they're looking at him <laughs> they're smiling like, they're like, like yeah man yeah for sure dude <laughs> for sure dog yeah um yeah. but yeah uh i i bring that up because um nobody noticed nobody noticed at all nobody yeah. had any clue that they were replacements which was such a relief <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's always like that that was kind of the the fear, I guess, is that we would get up there, we'd do our set, and then people would be like, "Yeah, that's you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 they're working some things out." Yeah. yeah, we don't want people to think we're working some things out. We got it yeah, all worked no, no. out. That God sucks. Damn it. That does suck. Um, but that didn't happen, which was very swag. And Charlotte was also very swag. Um, Oh, fuck. I don't know what just happened. Uh, a PlayStation 4 controller fell on the ground. Oh, uh, not the PS5 controller, right? No. Thank God. I came home to a PS5. That's a different story for a different time. <laughs> it was cool. Okay, it, yeah, was really, it's, it's, it was I really sick. It right <laughs> um, no, PS5 controllers all the way over there. It'd be kind of a goddamn divine miracle or um, punishment if it or fell over. Or there's a poltergeist. Oh, Ooh. a poltergeist. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, so... I mean, it's it's my buddy's first tour. Yes. Uh, only two dates, but still an accomplishment nonetheless. Absolutely. More than most bands do. The if fact you, that we're even at that point where we can tour at all is like mind-blowing to and me. And draw people at these shows. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So that's dope. I'm so proud of you. Thank so you. So fucking awesome. Thank you. Um, And uh, you, got another, you got another show coming up, right? True. March 20th. March 20th at oh. No Tomorrow. Hitler's uh, birthday. Are you? Is that true? No, it's, it's April twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I know that? Because <laughs> it's four twenty, baby. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, March twentieth. No tomorrow with Walking Heads, Odd Polly, and Soup Kink. Uh, all very Pog Champ bands. Walking Heads is going to be like a, a noise set because it was originally High Visceral, um, but their drummer couldn't do that date. So the other two members of the band have a noise project. So they're just going to play that. Play it. That's so funny. So, uh, Bummer Hill on yet another mixed bill, baby. 
We're kind of professionals at those at this point. Yeah. And Um, where is that show? No, tomorrow. It's in underground Atlanta. Um, Dope. If you come to that show and you're a fan of the pod, uh, tell me. Yeah, no, I'll be there. March March 20th. I'll be there. I I know you're a fan of the pod. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be freshly back from uh, Austin, Texas, but I will be there. What are you doing in Austin, Texas? Dowboys is playing South by Southwest Ooh, with wow. with Soul Glow and Creeping Death and Military Gun. Big shit. That's so Big fucking high. Anyway, um, we should probably get to what this podcast is about. We oh, did yeah. like fucking a couple minutes of of uh, just. Uh, I mean, first, I, I just wanted to tell everybody thank you for listening. Uh, it's really cool. Um, this is by far the most successful podcast I've ever done. Yeah, me too. Uh, Yeah. And Dawson as well. Um, and this is my fourth or fifth podcast. So I don't know. Um, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Uh, Dawson, do you feel pretty good about it? I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to have the Patreon up probably next week. Next week. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how um, the numbers pan out. Because I don't want to put up a Patreon and then have like one person subscribe to it. I mean, that'd be fine. That'd that'd be fine. It just, it accumulates over time. We got to put out Patreon episodes. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Um, So, uh, Dawson, what are we talking about today? Today, uh, as as the dreaded wheel um, dictated to us last episode which the was like celestial wheel the ce- <laughs> celestial wheel we are talking this is a very special episode i'm so it is. i'm so excited it is. for this it one. Is. we're talking about west coast Very Pog Champ album, Foley Adu. Mm-hmm. Um, and would you be shocked if it's by Fallout Boy? Yes. Well, it's by Fallout Boy. Fuck. So very <laughs> shocking. But yeah. Um, hold on. Before we get to that, uh, corrections. Corrections? I do oh, have a we have corrections, corrections again. Damn it. We do have corrections again. Just a couple. <sighs> just a couple. Um, I hate my goddamn stupid shit life. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fucking believe this? Can you fucking believe these corrections we got, Donnie? We got- <laughs> That's what I'm going to call you for. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie. New Yorker corrections. What God if I just damn. started calling you that in life? I Donnie? probably wouldn't respond. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> this is not my name, so you just it's say not, Donnie. It's not, like, it's not like Matt, how everyone calls him Marty. And, and just at this point, no one knows if his name is Matt or Marty. I don't even know if his name is Matt or Marty. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Well, that's what a mysterious fellow, future guest of the pod. Uh, like, actually, I confirmed mean, he was he was literally on last week, but, yeah, but he'll be well, back. He'll be he wanted to be on this episode, but he had to fly back to Philadelphia. So. What a fucking loser! <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking stupid idiot man. imagine having to fly back to philadelphia it couldn't be me yeah um okay. what was he going there for cheesesteaks what's he going there for uh, bad reason. driving sorry cheesesteaks right. are a good reason <laughs> to go there i'm gonna be honest they're yeah, probably yeah, pretty yeah. good i've never had one. Oh, I, so, i've had a philly cheesesteak I, I had a feeling but like okay <laughs> i mean you've like toured there and shit so. yeah, yeah that's true that's true what you got for me so the corrections these are actually um fan submitted uh, fan submitted wow yeah we got uh somebody 
tagging the the podcast Twitter, um, which does exist, um, which might be a surprise to a lot of you. Um, it's at the dreaded wheel. That's is, so funny. You didn't even tell me about this. I did. I texted you and I gave oh, you the damn. login info. <laughs> oh, I'm so stupid. I missed it. I'm sorry. I was. I, I have. I had tour brain. I, I wasn't it's, a real person until I showered yeah, yesterday. <laughs> I'm back now, though. It's totally chill. Yeah. Carson has returned to this plane of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, this was submitted by... Th- this Twitter ad is insane. Um, at R-S-K-Y-X-H-B-T-2-2. Um, they should fix that. <laughs> should maybe, <laughs> maybe just go by, like, Tom or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, they, they're, um, their, like, account name is elder t so shout out elder t um, t standing for tom of course t standing for tom of course um, what what did what did elder t say to us t elder t had two things for us um number one uh the i sold lyrics that uh the band was sued over for carpal tunnel of love was uh, apparently from one of his poetry collections not any of his bands oh um, okay and uh i'm trying to decipher what this means because <laughs> I, I haven't listened to the episode since it came out. Okay. Well, I, even, I've listened no, to it recently. Since way before it came out. I've listened so, to it recently. And right, also, shout out, my uh, my friend Krista listened to it recently, and she recapped some things for me. So Let's freaking go. Um, so let's see if you can decipher what this means, because I don't remember what this is talking about. Um, okay. Taylor is a huge 2000s emo fan and has covered Fall Out Boy and performed with Patrick. She's a big dashboard head, too, so there are connections. I don't know what that means. Taylor Swift? That's well, that was. We my, were talking about Taylor Swift on the last episode. Were we? Maybe. Well, Taylor. Taylor. Um, Taylor. Taylor. Lautner? Hardly know her. Fuck. I don't know. Okay. Well. Um, All right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I. I assume. Yeah. I assume. Elder over here is is correct. Uh, T Swizzle. T Swizzle. Yeah. 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 Um. If Taylor Swift has covered Fall Out Boy, that's that's pretty cool. Um, however, if that's not the Taylor that we're talking about, then I guess that's another correction for next week. Sure, sure. Um, let us know, Elder. Uh, thanks for submitting the correction. If you uh, and if you are listening to this podcast and you hear something that we say and you're like, "That's, that's fucking wrong. stupid," you guys are really cringe and stupid. Um, you can tell us. At the uh, dreaded wheel on Twitter. At the dreaded wheel on Twitter, or if you don't want to do that, you can tag either of our bands. But I don't know the likelihood that um, we'll see that. Uh, okay. Specifically, on our band accounts. Um, well, hang on, I'm going to at the dreaded wheel right now. Okay, it has 11 followers right now. That's actually pretty sweet. Honestly, yeah, lie. for just a, a podcast Twitter, could be worse. Okay. Fuck yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go. Follow the dreaded wheel on Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. Follow us. I gotta fucking sneeze. Oh, shit. It went away. I'm gonna kill myself. Are your allergies killing you? A little bit. Oh, me too, dude. Yeah. I I took two Benadryl last night. Um, uh, Did the Hat Man, did the Hat Man podcast with him in the the spirit realm. How'd that go? Pretty good. I I actually dreamt that... uh, that Lin-Manuel Miranda, Miranda was like trapping me in a simulation. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it sucked. Yeah, it was a bad dream. I, I did not I did not get a very restful sleep. It I'm going to go ahead and like just it. reveal that. 
uh, to the to the people. That sucked. That like really blew chunks. I gotta be real, but uh, you know it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. Um, yeah, no, my allergies are get real bad. Yeah. So you're you're dealing with a combination of you just woke up and your allergies are fucking with you. A little bit, yeah. Jesus, yeah. You're a trooper. I, I I was I slept like a rock last night. Um, like Dwayne. I assume Dwayne the Rock Johnson sleeps pretty well. I don't think he ever sleeps. Honestly, that's a good point. I don't think yeah. he ever sleeps. I mean, he's revealed his workout routine before, Has he? and it looks like that that man doesn't ever sleep. I don't believe so. any of those are like. Uh, well, Neither if it's like I. a really big celebrity, I don't fucking believe him. Right. Yeah. Like, Speak- <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of big celebrities, Fallout Boy, Debbie Harry, Debbie Harry, Fallout Boy, Debbie Harry, um, together at last. They mended fences. <laughs> Were they, did uh, they have beef? No, okay, um, well. <laughs> not at all. Um, they're they're finally together though on a track called West Coast Smoker. Um, Dawson, yes. uh, initial thoughts on on West Coast Smoker. This song is fucking incredible. What do you what you type it in there? I was pulling up my notes for. Oh, okay, I'm so silly. Okay. Um, Oh, I just knocked off another controller, didn't I? Yeah. Oopsie daisy. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, is this more corrections? Oh, do we have more corrections? Oh, it's just that there's no Fall Out Boy song called Overcast. Oh, yeah. I did find that. Yeah. We found that out immediately after recording. We found that out immediately after recording. But that correction times are over. Um, if you're... If we didn't get to a correction from last episode, uh, cry about it, I think. Yeah. But yeah, um, as as was just mentioned, Debbie Harry of, of Blondie fame is on it. Shout out Debbie Harry. I just thought it was Patrick Stump doing a funny voice. Me too. Um, Me too. I while. did not know it was Debbie Harry until a few years ago, actually. A lot so. of people were like kind of pissed off that that was all Debbie Harry contributed to, to the record when it came out. I found um, like some people were like, they wasted Debbie Harry or or whatever. I just thought it was like kind of cool that she was on. I mean, personally, yeah, no, that's the thing. Is like Lil Wayne's on this record. Yeah, and I didn't know it was Lil Wayne until I think five or six years after the album came out. Yeah, exactly. And like, I wouldn't say he's wasted, but he does have a very weird voice filter on it, and it's hard to tell that it's Lil Wayne. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Pete Wentz for a very long time. I thought I it was just too. Pete Wentz in autotune. <laughs> So, um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's cool that she appeared on it. Um, it's, it's not a feature. It's sort of a cameo. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little, Hey, what's up? I'm Debbie Harry. I think it was kind of billed more as a feature when the song, like Mm. when the album was coming out. Sure. Which, you know, does contribute. It's kind of like, um, do you listen to slow tie? Sure. Yeah. I fucking love slow tie. Slow tie's sick. His second album, uh, um, Tyron, the there I looked at the feature list before it came out, and I was like, "Oh, Denzel Curry's on here. That's mm-hmm. fucking pod yeah. champ." I listened to the song that he's allegedly on. I don't pick him up at all. Wow, he's like he's like a background vocal in like the chorus or something. And I was like, "That's, I mean, you know, false it advertising." Yeah, it would have been cooler if I just thought it was like a cameo, rather sure, than a feature. yeah. But yeah, but then I mean, uh, on Denzel's album, his most recent one. Slow tie has a feature on there. Oh yeah, and he's like 
barely the chorus, isn't he? He is the chorus. It's yeah. just like filtered to shit. So I guess they like did a, a funny bit where sure. they featured each other and then just made the features unintelligible. That is that is a good bit though. I'll, I'll be real. All timer bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, there was a comedian I watched one time where he was like, nothing can stop me from putting directed by Roman Polanski at the front of my special. <laughs> Because he's he isn't allowed in America. He, he has been, no jurisdiction here. He so he just did it. Excommunicated for being a pedophile. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. loser. Yeah. Um. But anyway, back to West Coast Smoker. Um, yeah, yeah. Another fun fact about this song, which is not really a fun fact and is more of a fucking tragedy, it has never been played live once. I was going to bring this up. It's never been played live once. Um. Which you know when you think about it. Um, kind of makes sense, kind of doesn't. Um, I would like to hear your points as to why it makes sense. So they broke up uh, less than a year after this album came out, they, or they went on hiatus, I should say. Um, I don't know if it was less than a year, if it was a little bit over a year. Um, it was whenever they sold a million records, you know. Yeah. Um, so when they broke up uh the record was still relatively new um and as i know as somebody who uh you know has had a record out for almost four years it takes a while for every track to settle in with everybody yeah um and playing the closing track from the record um a weird cut that was not a single Mm -hmm. um when you have uh three other albums worth of stuff that people want to hear um you know, I don't. I don't know that it was very possible within a year of it only within a year of it being released. Um, so I don't. I don't know that people had entirely gotten to West Coast Smoker yet. Like they had heard, but hadn't sunk in yet. You know, the gotcha. artistry of the song had not sunk in yet. Then when they came back, um, you know, they had a whole new record to play. They needed to save rock and roll. Allegedly. They they had to save rock and roll. Yeah. Um, and they were playing a lot of Cork Tree stuff when they came back. Like they were still playing "I Slept with Someone" and "Fallout Boy." Um, they were still playing, uh, still playing a lot of shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that does make sense. So, to me, it makes sense. Um, it does make me sad. Uh, yeah. I wonder if the, it would just be total fluoride stairs if they pulled it out today. I really do want. I would be so sad if that was the case because, like, this, oh, me too. Yeah, this song. It it goes the like I I would probably be able to make an argument that this song goes the hardest out of their entire discography. Ooh, I I I on on the scale of like going hard, this has a compelling case for it. I I, would I say I don't disagree. It it is like a sick song. Yeah, it is sick. Um, it is maybe the best song lyrically on Folly. Um. I know that's an insane statement. That is a huge statement. Um, but uh, your eyes are blocking my starlight. Oh, Damn. amazing. Amazing. Insane. So good. Um, oh, hell yes. I'm a nervous wreck. Ugh. Relatable. So cool. <laughs> so fucking cool. So fucking cool. Uh, it's awesome. I love this song. Um, I don't, as far as going the hardest, um, I see what you mean. Like it is like heavy and it's like, like almost oppressive. Like how, like, uh, 
dark it is and everything like that. Um, yeah. It comes right after the most lighthearted song on the record, too, which I think that I don't know if we can talk about this song without bringing up the transition yeah. from $20 Nosebleed to this song. Uh, Pete Wentz's, uh, Pete Wentz's uh, spoken word into West Coast Smoker. Which, I feel like it's fair to bring it up here because if we were to bring it up on the $20 Nosebleed episode, it'd be which, like kind of weird. We I mean, don't we, know when that's happening. Yeah, so, it could uh, be like a fucking year from now. The way this shit transitions is so, so good. Um, I ran back. I ran it back a, a few times, uh, yeah. honestly. It's so good. Um I, I think you're just not expecting that riff. The <laughs> so good. So, so fucking cool. Um, it It is the weirdest song on this record. And the fact that it's a closing track almost makes zero sense. Yeah. But it also makes all of the sense in the world. Because um, where else would it go? Because, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's almost like, to me, it's like, $20 nosebleed is the climax, and then this is the credits rolling. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's just like, fuck you, that's the movie, you yeah. know? Um, so that's that's how I feel about it, uh, you know, just initially. I listened to it like four or five times in preparation for this. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, trying to figure out what stuck out to me, um, which, I mean, we'll get to. Uh, what, what what you got? Um. Just one more thing, since we were talking about like the sequencing of this song, um, the this song, because uh, like I, in my research for this, it was so hard to find like anything about this yes, song from yes. the band. I had I had a very similar experience. Yeah, like I I read a bunch of interviews from the time, like both Patrick and Pete, like neither of them really brought up this song, but like the only thing I could really find was that um, this almost wasn't the the last track because patrick wanted um what a catch to be the last track oh Um, okay but they ultimately didn't go with that because they felt it would be like too final of a send-off especially Mm. since this was going to be their last album before hiatus which they did know at this point Yeah. yeah so that's interesting i do agree um i i've seen some people like when i when i talk about this this record to them they express that what a catch feels like it should have been the closer but i feel like that would have been like i don't know it makes sense but at the same time i don't think it would have been the best move um in hindsight i mean they they obviously got back together like we know that now but like in hindsight it probably it would have felt like the death of the band yeah no like, for sure the door it, wouldn't have been open it's yeah no it definitively feels like feels like an ending um but also like the fact that it's the middle of the record it's right after coffees for closers which i think is a perfect little slot for it yeah um and then you get 27 tiffany blues whams 20 dollars nosebleed west coast smoker um and like those songs being the back half of the record so 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 cool um uh especially 27 27 being the uh being the song that follows up what a catch immediately is like it's like uh, oh, okay this is where this is going yeah um if what a catch, what a catch is too saccharine yeah um especially for such a dark record um for a record where you barely know what's going on the entire time you just know that things are bad 
Yeah. Um, and you know, twenty dollar nosebleed, while it is like the most upbeat and it's like a fucking show tune, Brendan Urie, the king of show tunes, is on it. Yeah. Take a shot. Uh, god damn it we can't yeah, get away from I, him. I can't get away from him i can't I, just just when i think i'm out he pulls me back in <laughs> um he uh i mean it's like the most upbeat but like there's still something wrong with it yeah. do you know what i mean yeah that's the thing about uh, so in, in gnosticism here we go in gnosticism the reason why everything's wrong is because uh the the earth is being ruled by the demiurge you know and uh and god is away from us did and, we did we talk about gnosticism at some point or no. was this like i'm just bringing this up dude i like somebody i talked to or like one of my classes talked about gnosticism are you recently. having an acid flashback right now what's up i've never done, <laughs> I've never done acid before in my life i'm just like <laughs> You 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 your eyes went bl- uh, black like a shark. <laughs> you're like you're like I don't I, what is that? Smelled blood. I, I don't know what to yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah. No, uh, it feels like it, this album feels like just everything's wrong because the demiurge created it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a long oh, way to get to. But what's up? I remembered. I, I've been watching a shit ton of Wendigoon videos. Oh, uh, okay. And Did Wendigoon do do a Gnosticism one? Gnosticism gets brought up and like he, he has a shit ton of he has like nine hour video oh yeah it's yeah. like a compilation of his videos on the conspiracy theory iceberg oh of course and gnosticism comes up a lot in those so that's where it is um, okay i remember now uh yeah it that is a um it's a good way to put this this whole album is that like there's something just off it just feels wrong yeah. but that's yeah. what's so right about that's it. what's so right about it is yeah. like there's something so sinister going on in the underbelly the yeah. entire time it's terrifying, and that's that's another reason why I think West Coast Smoker is the perfect closer for this. Because mm-hmm. like right because after it shouldn't be, yeah, yeah. It's like right after Twenty Dollar Nosebleed, um, which either that or What a Catch are like kind of the obvious picks for closing out the album. I feel, and then like Twenty Dollar Nosebleed ends. It's this like transition. Pete Wentz is doing some like edgy shit. I mm-hmm. I really I really feel his bangs like sure folding into his eyes in this one. Sure. Um and then this song hits and you're like, "Oh shit, the record's not over yet." And it's the most sinister song they've probably ever put out. I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, you're forgetting about Uma Thurman. Uh, <laughs> that's sinister for a whole other reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll get to that cuz the whenever monsters that theme is in there. Um <laughs> So, uh, I, I mean, I think that th- listening to this song, knowing that it was the closer, listening to it apart from the record, because usually when I experience this song, it's because I'm listening to the album all the way through, which is yeah. something I do really frequently. Yeah. So when I listened to this song, I was like, this is like, this is getting me a little bit closer to understanding this record. Yeah, because as much as this record has been a part of my life for the last you know fifteen years or so, um, it's literally is fifteen years old this year. I think um, that's frightening. Yeah, I know I'm old as shit. Is what it is. Um, as, as much as this has been a part of my life for so long, I still don't really think I know how or why it was made. 
or what was tapped into mm. while they were making it. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of lyrical themes that repeat throughout this record. Um, even like with the song titles and like, you know, when, when Pete is talking about, uh, people it usually is involving just him and one other person it's not him and a bunch of people except on one song which we'll get to eventually yeah but um i think this got me closer to understanding what the record is Hmm. um because there's something i do with my favorite records where i try and just like crack it like it's a rubik's cube yeah or an unsolvable thing um this definitely got me closer for the first time in a long time since uh since Maddie and I printed out all the lyrics in 2017 and just read them trying to figure things out, which yeah. we did do, um, so uh, yeah, no, 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 this uh, this song's fucked up. <laughs> this song is really crazy. <laughs> what what did you um, what specifically did you like uncover in in figuring out more of what this record is? The the dual lyric themes, how it's it it seems like it's an album about two people and you know the easy solution I think is to be like, oh it's about Pete and Patrick, but mm-hmm. I don't really think so. Um I I uh I th- I think it's something else. I think it has a lot to do with uh divorce and uh a lot to do with uh, the relationship between a band and its fan base and kind of personifying the band as it was created and the band as how it's come to be. Um, it's it's a lot of verses. Uh, I mean, Folly Adieu is French for the madness of two. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, I think maybe one of my goals with this podcast is to get a little bit closer to, to uncovering what they were trying to do, yeah. the story they were trying to tell, the stories they were trying to tell. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, it's <laughs> I sound like a crazy person right now. I, I mean, the, this, this album, like trying to unpack this album for like a lot of people can just sound like you're a crazy person. Mm-hmm. when you try and like go into the lyrics because like once again as we've mentioned before but like we can really get into here the lyrics on most of this album and also this track this track are really abstract and fucking weird and also like very self-destructive yeah. on this song um i mean like the the line that sticks out to me always is is don't feel bad for the suicidal cats got to yeah. kill themselves nine times to get it right um which is like you know it's it it's not meaning to say like like uh i i don't know it, it's not meaning to say uh the only way to get something right is by dying but it's like getting close to that yeah um anyway you could uh, also yeah. take it as like, because um, c- I, I feel like a, a good portion of this album is about like celebrity and attention that you get from being a celebrity. Um, that could also be taken as like, uh, kind of like a, if it, it, it's, good Lord, how do I word this? Um, kind of like a 
boy who cried wolf situation like in um making this record or like being in a band or whatever you have so many crises that like mm-hmm. um it comes to a point where um you you've had so many and you're announcing that you've had another or whatever it's like kind of old hat i guess and like sure the ninth time or just the nth time is the only time that it'll actually like mean anything right sure that trial and error yeah that just like constant push to 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 figure it out and like at a certain point just like i mean you could even take that as the band dying yeah of like of like you know the second we finally accomplish something that we want to accomplish it's time for it to die yeah like you know we have these nine lives we have these attempts we have that these you know x number of attempts to to do something correctly and the second that we do it it just dies yeah which is you know when you unpack that is pete wentz a genius he might be be. (laughs) that is insane (laughs) you could you could i mean god because it this this whole album really feels like the album that they always wanted to make and like going into interviews um yeah patrick and pete kind of they kind of expressed similar ideas um like patrick said uh at one point that this was like um the, the all the orchestration on there and like the the big uh big band shit is like well we're probably not going to get another chance to have somebody foot the bill for us to put an orchestra on the sure. record. Yeah. So like, why not? Exactly. Yeah. So it's really just them going the furthest that they can and like seeing what happens, um, which is really compelling musically, um, but also allows for a, a whole lot of uh, experimentation Damn, this record is really good. <laughs> yeah, I could talk about this record for hours. Um, I want to bring up. Uh, uh, I want to bring this up. Uh, I was listening to Danny Brown's podcast mm-hmm. uh, before you got here. Actually, it was like right before you got here, and uh, he's talking about how people are treating this new Lil Yachty album as if it's his first album. Yeah, because he's older now. You know, Lil Yachty's my age. Um, just a crazy to think about kind of crazy to think about but Lil Yachty's older now he's a he's had more life experience um he knows what he he wants to do musically Mm -hmm. he has a goal that he set out to do musically and and he accomplished it whether you like it or not you know whether you enjoy the new record or not he accomplished it um Danny Brown was was talking about how people are treating it like it is his first release yeah. his first record and um you know with all the grinding that fallout boy had to do and all of the you know all of the tours and all of the you know getting to the point where they were on folly um it is interesting to almost look at it as like they finally got to do exactly what they wanted to mm-hmm. with no compromise whatsoever with no catering to a genre or to a sound or with no copying because you know as we know uh like the get up kids basically i mean fucking take this to your grave just sounds like the get up kids yeah. and stuff like that so it's like you know with no imitations with no with no imitations or no limitations yeah. is how this album was made um and it's interesting to look at as like 
can you imagine if this was their breakout? If this was the, like, no one cared for the first three records and this one was the one that hit. Um, I feel like it would have a much different legacy. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Cork Tree is the one that hit and this is the one that no one likes. (laughs) So... uh, (laughs) Opinions are turning uh, it, it around. sucks it really does suck opinions um, are turning around on this record it's kind it, of getting it a is turning around left and right yeah no i i had a friend the, just the other day tell me that this was their best record and i was like thank fucking god like yeah. i thought i sounded like a crazy person every time i brought that up so you know it's good that it's flipping around um i think this song is a is an underrated cut I don't know if we'll ever hear it live unless Fall Out Boy decides to do an anniversary thing for this record, which I don't think they're interested in doing. Probably so not. They've never done it once. I don't think they're going to do it again. So I mean... Or they've never done it once. I don't think they're going to do it ever. Yeah. I don't know why I said again. <laughs> yeah, it's that's an interesting point to bring up. I was thinking about Yachty and his album on the way over here because I was listening that's to the... crazy. Yeah, right? That's I was crazy. listening to the, the new parallels. Slow Tie record. Um, which uh-huh. I think the new slow tie record is fantastic. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. It's like, it's a whole post-punk album. It's really fucking good. And he said in interviews, this is the album I've always wanted to make. And Yachty has said similar things in promotion of this new album, uh, of his new album. And it's like, this doesn't really apply to fallout boy, but, um, uh, it's kind of interesting that, um, and I, there's no telling what the long-term reception of the new slow tie record is going to be, but you can certainly see it with the, the Yachty record where like, uh, a lot of people who didn't take him seriously at all are now taking him seriously, even though Yachty has some like really good songs yeah. in his discography well before this, um, like Lil Boat One, like that that first mixtape is really good um even if, if his output was a bit inconsistent leading up to this point after mm-hmm. Lil Boat one there was still some good shit in there um but it's it's weird seeing uh people look at this yachty record as like the only thing he's ever put out um and like completely view it like view it completely divorced from the context that it comes from which I think is detrimental because mm-hmm. you really have yeah. to get a, a, a full grasp of the the context of an artist's uh, discography to really grasp why something like this is so meaningful. Yeah, of um, course. Because I thought when you brought up, um, like, imagine if this, uh, if Foley was the one that hit, I thought yeah. you were going to go with um, imagine if Foley was the first album they put out. No, Which, I I don't think that that would have gone very well. I don't, think it, I don't think it would have either. I think this album would have been impossible, like without the context and without the other albums of that course, came before of it. Of course, not even just like budget wise, but just like listening to their discography, you can see the progression. Yeah, of course, they would not have started out doing this, and Yachty probably wouldn't have started out doing this. Slow Tie probably wouldn't have started out. Mm-hmm. um with yeah. with ugly um like i mean there was a reason doorman hit so hard on nothing great about britain which is still probably his his best song um i really like that song it's so fucking good um i saw it live when he opened for brock hampton in 2019 oh that's very sick 
um, he orchestrated a circle pit by pointing out um, the guy who was like leading the moshes throughout his whole set and being like, you, when this song starts, I want you to run in a fucking circle and everybody follow him. That's dope. And then when the song drops, fucking kill each other. And it was awesome. But that was like, great. Um, shout out Slow Tie. Love Slow Tie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Future guest of the pod. Future guest. I, dude, that would be awesome. Be sick, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's just, I love thinking about this kind of subject where like an artist puts out what many people regard as like their magnum opus or mm-hmm. or something like that, and then they just like disregard everything that came before it. Because I've seen I've seen people do that with with Foley because um, some of my friends. And like people that I interact with on like Discord and shit, uh, just haven't checked out Follow Boy yep. in general. Cause like, yep. with the way music works nowadays, you don't have to listen to anyone. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, like, course. back, um, like before the prominence of like the streaming age and everything, um, there were artists that you kind of had to know about if you wanted to participate in any kind yeah. of music discussion. Fallout mm-hmm. Boy was definitely one of them at some point. For sure, um, that's Especially not the case when you anymore. Are bringing up guitar music, yeah. And, you know, people that were actually, you know, artists that were bands with like identifiable members and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's I, I've seen people like just go, "Oh, you can just listen to Foley and not really care about the rest." Which, like, I, I think the history is definitely important, but at the same time, like. My roommate, who is not here right now, he might walk in at any second. We don't know. Holy but, crap. Uh, yeah, he's going to walk in and be like, did someone order a pizza? <laughs> uh, uh, my roommate does not like Fallout Boy uh, because he has only heard the more recent pop stuff. Oh, uh, oh American yeah. Beauty, American Psycho, and Save Rock and Roll. Um, and But I, I know for a fact that... Uh, Folly would at least be an interesting listen for him. I, I think it would be an enjoyable one at that too. Yeah. So I mean, you, I don't know that it's necessarily required to listen to the three records that come before it because, you know, if he were to go back uh, and and be like, okay, well, if you want me to listen to this fourth record that you say is brilliant, you know, I guess I'll listen to the three that come before it. Yeah. I don't think he'd make it to to folly. I just don't know. I I don't know if he would. No, um, I like I didn't even do that. Like, yeah, folly was true. the first Fallout Boy record I ever listened to in full. Mm-hmm. Actually, apart from Mania, but I had forgotten about that by that point. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you would hate I, listening to Mania. <sighs> most people I, do. Honestly. I have a I have a Mania thing to bring up uh, pretty soon, but uh, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but when I first heard Foley, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Obviously, sure, of course. it's a really good record. But like there were a lot of aspects about it that I didn't fully appreciate until I had heard the other records that came before it. Sure, of course. Um and I um I'm kind of a, a discography guy. Like if I listen to something by an artist, I would like to hear most of what they put out at least. Sure. To yeah. get an idea of how they got there. Yeah, because and if you there's know, anything in the if past, you like one good. thing, you might like two things. Yeah, right. Or three things. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that. 
A lot of people don't know. Um, like the, you can look at some, I, I can't think of any examples, so I might just be talking out of my ass, but um, there are a lot of artists out there where their breakout record has like all the streams and the shit that came yeah. before it is like, there's nothing there, which sometimes it's because the, the shit that came before is dog ass. Um, uh, yeah. So nobody listens to it for that reason. Sure. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to go back and, and see how an artist got to where they are, especially for a band like Fall Out Boy, who's had such a, a varied and um, interesting output. Like, mm. I don't know why you wouldn't want to. Yeah. At, at the very least, I think they are an interesting band. Like, yeah. you know, especially to an outsider, like to just go from being on top uh, in the 2000s to being back on top in the 2010s you know coming back at a level that is you know very very impressive mm-hmm. um i i would say the first time their fame like really really dipped was mania um and i'm i'm like you know and they're back on top now as far as i'm concerned yeah so you know uh we'll we'll see how so much for stardust does and how they're viewed in the cultural uh the 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 zeitgeist you know, sort of at the end of this year, you know, if they're making end of year lists or something like that, or if, you know, Pitchfork gives it something above a six. Um, which would be impressive. Which would be impressive. But at the moment, I think that this is still the black sheep of their discography. Yeah. And it is kind of a bummer because, uh, you know, I, I, I feel that changing, but, uh, you know, and, and I believe that we are a part of that change a little bit is like, you know, having a moderately successful Fallout Boy podcast or three episodes in, but still moderately Ooh. successful. Um, you know, and just being like, yo, listen to this fucking album. Yeah. Like it is their best. It is amazing. It, it is, is crazy. Best. Um I mean, I got I got Marty on that train uh on tour. Uh, oh, yeah. uh Marty, our drummer, was like was like, Oh, I think Folly's absolutely their best record. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know, buddy. Based um, as hell. Yeah, it is based. So, um, you know, despite this being a very weird closing track, um, it, let me ask you this. Is it your favorite closing track on a Fall Out Boy record? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, you're crashing, but you're no wave on Infinity. I feel like it doesn't feel like a song. It feels like a closing track. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where it's like the only way that they could ever play it is if it was like closing out a set before an encore or something like that, which that's another song I don't think they've ever played. But um, that's another weird one that it is a weird one, but uh, it's weird because it doesn't feel like a song. It's, it's weird because it feels like a, it feels like just like a closing track and like it's it's it, there's like horns and like it fades out and then a little robotic voice at the end goes now pl- now now press repeat like yeah. it's it's very silly um this feels like a fucking song yeah to end the album with a three and a half minute banger such a power move yeah i don't know if you saw the track list reveal for so much for stardust but that that album ends with a three and a half minute banger Let's fucking go. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Well, we'll we see. don't know that it's a banger. We just know that the song's three and a half yeah, minutes. It's three and a half <laughs> minutes. Um, 
It could be a three and a half minute acoustic track. We don't fucking know. That would suck. I hate acoustic tracks as closing <laughs> songs on albums. I hate acoustic songs in general. Like, just just play your damn thing. You know, <laughs> just play your damn instrument. There's a, there's a there's a chance you're not gonna like the the closing track on the new Bummer Hill record. If that's the case, um, maybe I mean maybe I'll like. Oh, you folded <laughs> now, huh? <laughs> I'm bad at acoustic guitar. I think that's that's the uh, oh okay. that's the hiccup there. I'm also bad at acoustic guitar, so it's a good thing Jack is is the uh, the mastermind. I mean, here. he's not tapping on the acoustic guitar, is he? I don't think so. He's not. He's not doing a bunch of wheedly D's on it, right? I haven't. I haven't heard it. So, like, I don't know. He's not done writing. But you it. know, it's the closing track on the new Bummer Hill album. Yeah. Oh, don't. well, yeah. I mean, Sick. yeah. I'm I'm in the band. I of course, like yeah. I would yeah, know yeah, these yeah. things. No, no, no. I just so my bad. If if he goes, that with came that. off as very that came off as as very uh, very condescending because <laughs> I will say there are some Dowboy songs where I know what they sound like. I know exactly what they sound like in my mind. Yeah, but they have not been recorded even a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, I mean, there's there's also a chance that that doesn't even happen, and and whatever Jack writes for that. Um, we don't sure. like and then we cut it from the album it's the it's the uh the dilemma of writing an album uh of course you of don't course. know what it's gonna be until it's done and it's absolutely not, it's not done yet but anyway well dawson we've been uh we've been riding this wave for quite a bit yeah um i think uh i think maybe we should go ahead and and hop over to genius.com genius.com and look at those lyrics i was going to suggest the very same thing specifically the annotations yeah um my favorite <laughs> my favorite annotation is uh the full wikipedia description of an infrared scope what the fuck um, uh an infrared the line highlighted is the infrared scope on pointlessness um, the genius annotation is an infrared scope is like a night vision device which allows to be pro- which allows images to be produced in levels of light approaching total darkness. It is often used by military or law enforcement. <laughs> in the dark, all he sees is pointlessness. Whether he's aiming for point- pointlessness or sees pointlessness as a threat as a potential threat in the dark is unknown. However, this is a pretty sad statement. And a bit terrifying if it's happening to you. Nothing matters, and he realizes that everything is senseless. He's losing hope and feeling confused. These annotations are like so funny. They're so funny. <laughs> I I think I'm I think it might be my favorite part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's something about um, annotations like this where they're they're formatted in kind of a a non-objective way. Yeah, where um, they're yeah. Do you, do you mean a non-subjective way? No, because well, I mean the okay. meanings of a song. The meaning of a song is always going to be subjective. It's right, not really yeah, what yeah, I mean, yeah. but like this, describing the meaning of a song and then kind of injecting your own opinion on that meaning of what you think that meaning is. It's kind of like a a double negative, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like. Um, describing what you think the meaning of the song is and then going it's a pretty sad statement i don't know it just seems kind of silly to me but um yeah sure cuz like i guess it's a, it's up to the the listener to to um discern whether or not that's a sad statement or just or something but like i i also don't feel like i really got what that line means by this annotation no me either not at all like the it doesn't seem to be 
very eye-opening not even not even kind of eye-opening so it, it's like I, I don't have one iota of not a, an iota i yeah. will not eat an iota of shit shout out knives out banger movie fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah brother hell yeah um, um the other one that made me laugh was uh uh, the line highlighted is knock once for the father, twice for the son, three times for the Holy Ghost. Uh, the genius annotation. Uh, <laughs> this is the reference to the three parts of God in Christian belief. This is the amount of drugs he has to do before he resets himself in the eyes of God, perhaps until he kills himself. It's like, I didn't. <laughs> what I, are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, it's a reference to three parts of God in Christian belief, but I don't know about that second part. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing is like, it feels like very, uh, it feels very definitive. It's like, this is what this is. Yeah. Deal with it, pussy. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, like all just, right. I don't know if I want to deal with it like that. Yeah. Obviously. I don't, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, this song has so many standout lines. Um, you know, I, I brought up the suicidal cats one earlier. Um, the bulls are sedated and this fight's fixed also has a very similar an- annotation, but it's like so long that I don't want to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I don't know. Standout lines to you. Um, suicidal cats one, obviously. Um, yeah, let's see. Come on in the water's warm. Come on like a sugar cube, but with a kick in the head, um, like putting wings on lead. Uh, I'll do my own little annotation for that. How about that right now? You want right. to hear what uh, yeah. a genius annotation what's, of that would sound the, like? What's the Carson genius annotation? I mean, it's not the Carson. Ge- I'm, I'm doing it like these idiots that, that annotate them the, on the, the map. The Carson imitation genius. Uh, 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 a sugar cube is a, is a uh, solidified cube of sugar, sometimes put in tea or coffee. Um it melts within warm liquid. <laughs> Whoa. Meaning, uh, Patrick here is suggesting that you would come into the water just to evaporate. Whoa. 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 Amazing. That's incredible. I, I, I still don't know what the line means. Yeah, I still don't. Yeah, <laughs> I got nothing. I feel like, um, just taking a stab at it, um, like, sugar cubes commonly associated with horses kick in the head if you stand behind a horse you get kicked in the Ooh, head. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, that's really good. Like putting wings on lead, it's a pointless endeavor to try and make lead fly cuz it's the right. densest, yeah, 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 yeah. one of the densest oh. um metals. Oh, that's so, like, great, Dawson. So you you go in the water, you're a sugar cube, you melt in the water like um standing behind a horse or trying to make lead fly it's not gonna go well for you <laughs> that is sick that is sick like entering pete wentz's um sphere of uh of influence like a triple entendre like, that's yeah, nuts that's a crazy line that is a crazy line that's insane like tr- getting close to pete yeah. wentz is like uh being a sugar cube in warm water or standing behind a horse or throwing yeah. lead into the air um, do you want to know, uh, this is the part of the show where I, where I ask you, well, first of all, I wanted to point out, I love the, I love the line, got my degree in the gutter, my heart broken in the dorms of the Ivy league, um, as hell. which is great. Uh, so sick. sick. I mean, pretty self-explanatory there. Yeah. Also, uh, kind of relatable to me. Um, if you know, you know, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Um, neither do I. Um, 
Uh, so, uh, do you want to know what lyric I misheard? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> What's the misheard okay. lyric? Oh, fuck. All right, so follow the disorganized religion of my head. Mm-hmm. I thought the lyric was Fallout Boy is disorganized religion of my what head. What the fuck? <laughs> it kind of sounds like that. It kind of does a little bit. I've never heard it like that before in I, my life. Yeah, no, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout Boy is a disorganized religion in my head. Oh, boy. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, no, the second I knew it was follow the, I was like, damn, I am stupid. I was like, damn, that makes a lot more sense, huh? Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, do you have anything else about, about the lyrics? I mean, th- this, we've, They're great. we've been trying to. That's what I've got. We've been kind of stabbing at like um, the meaning of this song for most of this episode. Yeah kind of beating around the bush because I don't think either of us really know, even looking at the well, lyrics right so now. So here's, here's what I would like to propose then. Okay. Um, what a Catch Donnie is the ending that, you know, we want for the band. We mm-hmm. want this send-off. We want this, uh, you want this grand farewell tour. You want, um, you want the accolades. You want the Lifetime Achievement Awards, all that things. You want everybody else singing your songs. Yeah. Um, think of what a Catch Donnie is an award show that is honoring Fall Out Boy. Mm-hmm. Whereas West Coast Smoker is the hard, bleak, unsatisfying ending. Yeah. That is what I see here. Much like a uh, rock star overdosing in a hotel room. This is This is how I feel. That is what West Coast Smoker is. It is a hard ending. It is a bleak ending to stomach. That is how I see it. What about you? I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I think that makes a lot of sense, especially with the the self-destructive imagery um, and and the shit he brings up and like just the chorus um, of being a nervous wreck. Like we want it to, we want the ending of Fallout Boy to be a greatest hit show, um, bringing up past choruses and like this oh, yeah. whimsical, right down to their um, friends singing their songs for them. Yeah, their friends coming in mm-hmm. singing the background vocals. Um, fucking Brendan Yuri closing out the song. Uh, Try hard ass singing. Fu- <laughs> Take another shot, by the way. Take another shot. Um, yeah. But then this is this is the actual reality. Like they're. They're depressed, man. Like the ending of this album, the reception of this album just kind of vindicated this as well. Cause like they were not happy with the reception of this album. No, not at um, all. I, I read something um, in between recording of the last episode and this episode that um, I think uh, either Pete or, or Andy said that like they didn't actually get booed ever while playing. Uh, songs from this album um which is you know definitely good don't want that to happen um but the reception still was not good and it's still clearly based on things that patrick and pete have said took a toll on the band which kind of just soured that ending for them so like it's kind of um it's sad that this uh ending that they wrote out kind of was prophetic for the band at least yeah. for a time yeah um it 
it wasn't a, a, a swan song. It was a it was a kick in the head. <laughs> it was a kick in the head for sure. And they it kind of predict they kind of predicted their own uh their own demise there. So it's pretty interesting. Fucked up. I'm gonna go ahead and give this song a ten. Yeah, 10 out of ten. Yeah, I agree. I I think well, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, that was easy. Um, do you uh since we got that out of the way, I have a new segment. Oh shit. Um, do you know the website songmeanings.com? <laughs> I've never gone on it, but I've, I'm, I'm, I've seen it. It's uh, <laughs> um, on my last podcast, uh, my friend Jen, shout out Jen, future guest of the pod. Um, shout out Jen. She, uh, she was kind of the head of that podcast and she had a section where um, she would go on song meanings and just like see what people were saying about this yeah. song. And usually a lot of these uh, comments are from around when the album came out sure um, so i'm kind of yoinking that uh from from my friend jen uh sorry i guess but Get. you know we're, we're we yoink a lot of things on this podcast um but the the these comments are really funny a lot of the times uh this 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 first one by user West Coast Smoker <laughs> on December thirteenth, two thousand eight. Um, he reference they reference a come on in the water's warm, come on in like a sugar cube, but with the kick in the head, which I kind of went into what I think that line um, means. But uh, he goes, the Ivy League part is once again about politics. This whole album oh, is about politics, guys. Me. Pete keeps saying it all over the place. Bush went to Yale and Harvard and was denied admission to Texas Law School, heartbroken in the dorms of the Ivy League. Also, Bush was a druggie. And that's the end of the comment. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, West Coast smoker from fucking 15 years ago. <laughs> if this whole album, if this whole album ends up being about Bush, I'm going to fire a gun in the air and just <laughs> wait to f- catch the bullet in my I mouth. D- I really doubt this album is all about George W. There's no way. Fucking. That is that is heartbreaking <laughs> that someone thinks that is the. Also, uh, the song is called West Coast Smoker. Hardly know her, first off. F- first off, I hardly know her. Yeah. Second off, uh, Stroganoff. Um <laughs> Second off, George Bush has nothing to do with the West Coast. Yeah. Shut your mouth. He shut your was damn, in the White shut House. Shut your damn pie hole. Which is on the East Coast. Yeah. And 9-11 was also on the East Coast. Yeah, exactly. Once again, Bush had nothing to do with Coast the West Coast. The West Coast hasn't really had a 9-11, huh? Pearl Harbor. That was in Hawaii. <laughs> it's, it's more West than That's than not the West Coast. Else. That is it's, Polynesia, buddy. <laughs> Listen, that was very sad, but it, it was fucked up. It was did suck ass, but <laughs> it's a good description for Pearl Harbor. It sucked ass. Yeah, my fault. <laughs> Sorry to our Hawaiian listeners. Yo, shout out Hawaii. That shit sucked, bro. You guys, you all need to stop going to Hawaii on vacation. It did You're not suck as much economy. as the taking of the Ilani Palace. I will say, I you that know, was pretty fucked up. I don't know anything. Well, about more people that. died in Pearl Harbor, but most of them were American. I still that might know. not be true. I'm spitting not facts. <laughs> this is all Carson Cap. You're, you're spitting season, Carson Cap. <laughs> yeah. Um, West Coast 9-11 uh, 
is also <laughs> the amount of Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies that keep getting made over there. Yeah, that's got to be West Coast nine eleven. West Coast nine um, eleven was when Harvey Weinstein got caught. I feel like that was a uh, good thing. <laughs> no, it was a very good. Th- it's like a good nine eleven. Oh, okay. Like yeah. a, like a good nine eleven. Like, a, that like Bizarro nine eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Like ten twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh what day God. I'm most concerned about? What? Nine twelve. Why? Cut. I never forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we spin the wheel? <laughs> I've got a couple others on oh, here. Good. good. I didn't um, know if I didn't know if that was the end of the song meanings. No, so I've, there's fault. a lot of comments on here. Um, fucking. Uh, this is actually kind of neat. Anyone notice that when he says "knock once for the Father, the drum beats once, twice for the Son, the drum beats twice, three times for the Holy Ghost, the drum beats three times," right before the screaming part? Yeah, I doofus. I got that. I don't know if I that was that on much. purpose. <laughs> Man says, I don't know if that was on purpose, but I love it. Backwards smiley face. Look at this fucking smiley face. Who writes it like Who that? Who writes? Stop. If you write the smiley face with the parentheses first, you're I'm a stealing freak. something out of your house. I'm fucking stealing something out of your house. Yeah. That was by uh, Carme Lover 727 on Carme? September. Uh, C-A-R-M-E Lover 727 on September 4th, 2009. Car, what if it's Carme Lover? Hardly know her. Like, like there's three people involved. Hardly know her. Me and my lover. Once again, hardly know her. Um, What else you got for me? That's a good question. The only thing I know for sure is around the religion part. He definitely says organized religion, you know, as in the main concept of religion as opposed to spirituality. What are you talking about, man? The hell? Read that again? The only thing I know for sure is around the religion part. He definitely says organized religion, which is true. He does say that. You know, as in the main concept of religion as opposed to spirituality. Let's unpack this. Um, <laughs> what? Parik at the Disco uh, on January 6th, 2009. Let's unpack that. Oh, he did it. He posted it on January 6th? What did he know? <laughs> what did he know? What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? What did he mean by that? Another East Coast 9-11, by the way. <laughs> One six. I feel like there's... I feel like this guy left out a lot because he brings up the concept of, of religion as opposed to spirituality. When does spirituality come up? At all. At all. When does religion come up apart from that one line? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Who is this person? Parik at the disco. Parik at the di- Parik or Harik? Parik. P A R I K H. Okay. They have zero points. <laughs> what else have they posted? Can we look? I'm looking. Fuck yeah. They, Parik, if you're listening, come on. What did you mean by that? <laughs> what did, please explain what, what the you hell t- you're talking about. <laughs> We can't see other people's comments, only posts no. and shit. Uh, oh, well, has he posted anything? Well, no, uh, we can't see people commenting on other uh, shit Damn. from their profile. So I guess if we ever encounter Parikh at the disco, oh, I hope again, we it'll, do. it'll be incidental. I hope we do, Parikh. Oh, I miss goodness. you, buddy. I, I miss, miss you already. Parikh, come on the pod. Um, I looked up covers of this song. Ooh. There is one. It is two teenage girls doing it at what is clearly a high school talent show, and it is not good. Well, <laughs> so we are not going to play it. <laughs> high school talent show. I mean, 
It, it's rough. Do you want to watch it's, it real quick? No, I don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't. Maybe after, but no. <laughs> um, I think that's uh Oh, this is another funny one. Religion or loss of heartbroken in the dorm of the Ivy League. Sciences kill religion. What is with you guys? What is wrong with Why this? Why do you keep focusing on the religion part? It's <laughs> a throw. It's a one-off line. Wait, read it again. Read it again. This is by Basic. With uh, it's spelled B A Y S one K on March nineteenth. <laughs> on March nineteenth, twenty eleven. Here, here we go. Yeah, religion or loss of. Heartbroken in the dorm of the Ivy League, sciences kill religion. What? What? What are you talking about? What did you bro? mean by that, bro? What you basic? Come on, come on the podcast. Come on basic. the pod. If you're listening, basic, come on the pod. It, it elaborate on that, that. is incredible. Because this, a lot of these comments are focusing on the religion part, which that's really weird. I feel like I, it's I like, didn't grasp that at all from the five listens I had of this song. Today. Well, because it's not, re- in my opinion, it's not really an element. Like the song's not no, about religion. Like the organized religion of his head is just like. His head is a very yeah Fallout Boy's organized religion of his head. <laughs> it's like it's like just a way to describe how his mind works. It's not literally about a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this kind of it's almost a throwaway line. Kind of yeah, or it's, it's not, like a, it's like a quick simile. It's not like the point of the yeah. song in any in any way, shape, or form. I feel I could be wrong. Pete, come on the pod. Um, Tell we'll us if Pete we're wrong. On eventually, I think that would be cool. Yeah, um, but I feel like it's kind of typical of like um, late two thousands, early twenty tens internet is religion just being a thing that people brought up. Yeah, and like the Bill saw, Maher effect. Yeah, <laughs> fucking fuck Bill Maher. Not future guest on the pod. I no, no, we got to have him on. No, I don't want to have him on. I'll just fucking punch him. Seriously, Dawson. Seriously, Dawson. Uh, Grow up. Uh, more liberal violence. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. yeah, I think that's this all. This that podcast I'm... is a direct threat to Bill Maher's life. <laughs> yeah. You see that blind equation? Fucking. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw all of that. Did not get suspended for it. Good. Which is based as hell. That's dope. Um, I don't want to go find it because it'll, it'll take a second. Yeah, and, and we also should, like, we're running start, out of time. But start yeah. wrapping up soon. We should definitely start wrapping up. But uh, shout out Blind Equation, future guest in the pod. I think we've had some good luck with me spinning the wheel. Yeah. Do you have, do you have anything else to say about West Coast Smoker? Um, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, yeah. Uh, would listen again. Can't um, wait for my next listen, honestly. Honestly, I'm going to listen to it in the car on the way home. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, good-ass song. Uh, perfectly appropriate closer. Yeah. One of the, the most... The drugged-out hotel room closer. Yeah. Oh, the overdose closer. Maybe the most menacing song they've ever yeah. put out. Based as hell. Shout out this song. <laughs> um, yeah. let's, let's go ahead and spin that funny wheel. Well, here's, here's what I was saying is that we've had some good luck with me spinning the wheel. Yeah. Honestly, all bangers. And we've yeah. been pretty positive on on all three of our first episodes. That's true. Um, but that that was me hitting the spin button. Yeah. I, I got a I got a wicked trigger finger, Dawson. Okay. I got an itchy, itchy, just Do you want me to spin the nasty wheel? Nasty trigger finger. 
Um, yeah, I would. Okay. And just and just see. To see what just happens. See how it goes for us. Yeah. All right. Okay. Dawson is spinning the wheel. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna record. Oh right 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 yeah so yeah. So we you have gotta... it for the for the video. Um. So I'm gonna spin the big the damn ass wheel. Wait, I hope me, we get a. I kind of hope we get a, a negative one. Okay. Oh whoops! <laughs> well, it, it landed on carpal tunnel again. Damn! I forgot <laughs> to remove that. I suppose. So, uh, oh well. Fal- false alarm. Yeah yeah yeah. Dawson's um, gonna spin again. We're gonna try again. Yeah. We're gonna keep all of that in on the edit too. Yeah, absolutely. No! Oh! Fuck! Oh no, Dawson! <laughs> Bob Dylan. No! Oh, fuck. It was going so well. <laughs> Do you know what this song is? I have no fucking idea. Oh, man. I don't know the implications of this. Oh, fuck, Dawson. Your reaction does not have me, um, it is not making me optimistic for the future of our, of our sanity. <laughs> so um, <sighs> the next, uh, the next episode will be about Bob Dylan, the which Fall is Out Boy which song. is a which is a B side from Mania. Oh no! <laughs> Not even good enough to make the record oh, Mania. <laughs> no! Oh my god! I was hoping we would get like kind of a more negative one, just to, like break up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Well. Tune in this next is gonna time. suck so bad. Tune in next time for our first ever negative episode. Oh boy! Um, all right. Make sure to follow us on all of our our shit on the on Twitter at on the dreaded Twitter, wheel at the dreaded wheel um, at Bummer Hill ATL at Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter. Follow our bands. Mine is Bummer Hill at Bummer Hill ATL on Twitter at, at the Calistow Boys at. Is it just Callous Dowboys? It's just at Callous Dowboys. At Callous Dowboys. Our band name is The Callous Dowboys. Yeah. And Um, I have to go finish a bunch of new music for us after we finish this episode. So, (laughs) um, sorry, hiccup. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, shit. No, no, we'll stop. We're stuck here forever. Ah!